Hello everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Telegraph. At the end of today's show, I'll be doing a story on John Lasseter that you may not find to be appropriate for children or appropriate for yourself. Before I do that story, I will answer today's trivia question and give a warning. Let's get going. Today's trivia question is... How much did the dark animated Disney film The Black Cauldron, released in 1985, make at the box office? If it helps, it had a budget of $25 million. Did you know you can sign up for tours at the Disney parks? They cost extra, but can include access to restricted areas, VIP access to attractions, as well as exclusive merchandise. Walt Disney World is rolling out a tour like no other, though, the World of Dreams Tour, for a mere $12,000. The tour is for up to six people for up to 12 hours. You get to customize your day, deciding what areas and attractions to visit, including the Cinderella Castle Suite. The tour also includes three meals and even alcohol. If you're really pleased with the experience, you can keep it going for an additional $10,000 per day. There are other options if you find that to be a bit out of your price range. Disney's Keys to the Kingdom tour is a modest $99 ahead and includes the underground service tunnels. Obsessed with the trains? There's a Steam Trains tour as well, which allows you to hang out with the railroad engineers before park opening for a behind-the-scenes peek at how they keep them up and running for $54. A pricier 7-hour tour called Backstage Magic takes you behind the scenes at multiple parks for $275. Walt Disney World has a lot of tour offerings, including temporary seasonal tours, and you can check them all out at disneyworld.disney.go. Disney has been having trouble trying to get rid of the 22 regional sports networks it controls, a condition of its Fox purchase set by the U.S. Justice Department, who was concerned about Disney being too dominant in sports broadcasting, due to Disney already owning ESPN. The New York Yankees purchased their network back, but that was the most attractive piece, making it harder to sell the rest. There aren't a lot of potential buyers lining up. One essential problem is that would-be candidates don't have the power to make sure pay-for-TV providers will continue to offer those networks, so they would be paying a lot for no guarantee in the future. January and February of this year are Disney movie release free, but come March, Captain Marvel and Dumbo will be released followed by Avengers Endgame in April, Aladdin in May, and Toy Story 4 in June. July will get Spider-Man Far From Home and Lion King. August sees the release of the only movie under the Disney banner in 2019 that isn't a sequel or a remake, Artemis Fowl. In November of 2019, we'll see the release of Frozen 2. Disney will be live-streaming this year's Super Bowl, or MVP Parade, I didn't even know they did a parade for that. No wonder they always say they're going to Disney after they win. The Super Bowl is this Sunday, today, but the parade will happen on Monday the 4th of February. Disney characters, cheerleaders, and other dancers join the players as they travel down Main Street. Mickey wears a jersey. And the location, if it's at Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom, depends on the location of the winning team. This year it's the Patriots versus the Rams. If the Rams win, Disneyland. If the Patriots win, it'll be at Disney World. If your team wins, it looks like a good way to celebrate is to head to Disney on Monday. The following news story is only barely Disney-related, but the headline caught my eye. A couple visiting Walt Disney World from Texas brought their three pet monkeys to the park. 
It was brought to the attention of park security when people reported that they could hear animal noises coming from inside their parked van. The couple had been sneaking them in and out of their hotel rooms all week and had left them in the van that night for about three hours to go have dinner with their family. The outside temperature was 73 degrees and authorities made no mention of the animals being overheated. Florida Fish and Wildlife found that there were no signs of abuse and they appeared to be well taken care of. One monkey is diabetic and the couple has to provide insulin shots multiple times a day. One of the reasons they say they decided to bring them along. While they were issued a few citations, including not having a license to have those kinds of animals, they were allowed to leave with the monkeys, providing that they left the state of Florida ASAP. Disney and AMC are partnering up to provide free showings of Black Panther at select AMC locations for Black History Month, the month of February. The film is coming back to theaters from the 1st of February to the 7th, with two showings a day. Tickets are free to anyone. The Walt Disney Company also pledged a $1.5 million donation to UNCF. As mentioned last week, a Zootopia-themed land is coming to Shanghai Disney, and it looks like Disney may be planning to roll out some sequels to go along with it. While there have been rumors of a sequel before, as reported by blog Mickey Tommy Tiny Lister, the voice of Finnick dropped this huge bomb at a meet-and-greet at Dave & Buster's. Quote, I can tell you for sure I'm doing another Zootopia with Disney. We're doing three of them. We're the biggest film that Disney is producing. The last one was $240 million. This one I'm hearing will be $300 million. That's what they spent on the budget, not the advertising. A new filing at the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission reveals that Disney expects the Fox deal to conclude in June of this year. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's a 2019 annual meeting shareholder engagement presentation, and it is pretty interesting. It includes graphics that detail Disney's growth and projected growth along with its acquisitions. You can find the link over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. The Disney Skyliner connecting Epcot and Hollywood Studios in Florida is currently being tested. Not only will it add an attraction to both parks, it'll be another way you can travel between them. It also echoes the long-gone Disneyland Skyway, a gondola attraction that opened in Disneyland in June of 1956. In Tomorrowland, it was called Skyway to Fantasyland, and in Fantasyland, it was called Skyway to Tomorrowland. In the 80s, the Skyway could only be boarded in Tomorrowland, making round trips, and it closed in 1994 due to stress cracks that had developed in the battery supports inside the Matterhorn. The only way to fix it was to open up the Matterhorn Mountain. So they dismantled it, filled in the holes, and gave its budget to the Indiana Jones ride. Until 2016, you could still see the station in Fantasyland, but it said its goodbye as the park prepared for the building of Galaxy's Edge opening up this summer. Next time you're on the ride, look for the Abominable Snowman's stash of treasures, where you'll see things like an Alphorn, snowshoes, sleds, and even Skyway buckets. The Magic Kingdom in Florida had its own Skyway, which disappeared in 1999, and is now returning to two different parks 20 years later. The Skyway also made its way overseas, as Tokyo Disneyland had its own until 1998, when it was removed to make way for Pooh's Honey Hut in Fantasyland, and a candy store in Tomorrowland. Before I get to the bit of news you might want to tune out for the answer to today's trivia question, how much did the dark animated Disney film The Black Cauldron make at the box office? 
The Black Cauldron was unfortunately a total flop. It had a budget of 25 million and made 21.3 million at the box office. And it's probably one of the least known Disney movies out there. It's a little dark, a little scary, but if you've never seen it, you should go check it out. Again, some of you may want to tune out for this upcoming story on John Lasseter. It includes content detailing sexual harassment. Thank you. John Lasseter has been hired at Skydance Animation as head of animation. The animation division of Skydance just launched in March of 2017. They have four upcoming animated films, Luck, set to release 2021, working titles Split and Powerless, those are two different movies, Split and Powerless, and The 14th Goldfish, all in partnership with Lion Animation Studios. John Lasseter was formerly CEO at Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios and was ousted after complaints of sexual harassment, which it seems most people have watered down to unwanted hugs. To suggest that he was let go over hugs is absurd, but it seems that's also what he would prefer you to believe. Quote, I especially want to apologize to anyone who has ever been on the receiving end of an unwanted hug or any other gesture they felt crossed the line in any way, shape, or form. Any other gesture? Like attempting to kiss female employees on the lips when he would go in for those hugs. Whispering intimate comments into their ears, making comments about their bodies, touching and grabbing their knees and legs under the table. In fact, there was a move called the Lassiter to prevent just that. Women would take a defensive stance, bending over and placing an arm across their thigh. Fellows at Pixar haven't been wanting to make too many comments, it seems, though in a recent interview with the Daily Beast, director Brad Bird, he's worked on features like The Incredibles and Ratatouille, had a few things to say. Quote, These times are not good for nuance. You're either 100% for something, or you're 100 against something. End quote. And reminisced about how Lasseter really came up to bat for him when he was trying to make The Incredibles. Quote, John kind of flung his body between us and the executives and said, I think these guys are onto something, and let's give them a little more time to develop it. End quote. He also said, quote, I don't at all put John in a category with Weinstein. You're navigating a world where men have acted a certain way for thousands of years. Way too late, but all of a sudden they're expected to change that on a dime, and it's necessary and it's right, but it's a little bit of a gray area. It's not as hard of a cut as people want to make it. I'm an old friend of John's, and I don't see him in black and white. I see him as a person like anyone else. He was a person who was very protective of us at a time when we needed it. So my feelings are a little bit more complicated." End quote. I mean, gosh, come on, Lassiter, what a nice guy. But it looks like, while Skydance was willing to overlook everything and give the jolly old guy another chance, they wanted to attempt to limit the risk as much as possible. Apparently, meeting up with the Time's Up organization to get their input, well, basically in how to paint Lasseter in the best light, and Time's Up became a little leery seeing the attempt to get their approval. The Time's Up opinion on bringing Lasseter on board is that it, quote, endorses and perpetuates a broken system that allows powerful men to act without consequence, end quote. But I suppose if there were any doubts left, Skydance can't be all that convinced themselves that Lasseter is a fully reformed sexual harasser since they included provisions in his contract to protect themselves. You know, after he met with their lawyers, detailed all the terrible things he did, and then promised them that he would never, ever do it again. 
The contract makes Lassiter financially responsible for any legal claims involving sexual harassment. And of course, if he does it again, he'll totally be fired. I mean, I'm sure all the women at Skydance feel so reassured. Remember, you can find and download any shows you've missed over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. You can also listen at iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and CastBox. You can send any questions, comments, concerns, or corrections to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you like this show, head on over to iTunes and give us a rating. It really helps out. And if you really loved it, tell a friend. Have a magical week, everyone. Thank you.